0: here at Centenary for 18 years and they have been here with me the whole time. It's always been a family affair. I couldn't do it without them. Couldn't have been here as long as I have and worked the things that we've done, the events that we've done without my family uh, many late nights. Uh, I was thinking the, uh, as I was sitting there, I was thinking about several times uh, when I first started here, Paul was seven years old and Krista was six. And um, We uh, had come here. uh, We had a major event on a Saturday night, and church was Sunday morning. And we did not have this building here, and they were having the contemporary service over in the uh, uh, NPR and. Uh, I remember Krista, it was late and we had take, we took, brought blankets with us and we would spread them across the stage and they would lay there and sleep while we worked. And so, a lot of great memories here at Centenary and so I appreciate this opportunity that I have today to share the gospel with you and uh, some of my testimony also. And uh, I was, Before service, I was looking over at Roxy and and I thought that, you know, Probably 16 years ago, I met Pat when I was, or I'm sorry, 20 years ago, I met Pat at Mishusta. And that is why I'm here today, is because of Pat and Roxy. They, um, uh, Roxy, she saw something in me I probably never saw in myself. And uh, she encouraged me to apply for the position here at Centenary. And when I did, um, you know, they called me, uh, and told me I got the job, and I just knew that it was God, and Luann, I just said yes, and I didn't even ask how much I was getting paid, and I just said, okay, I'll be there, and, um, so that's how kind of, our relationship kind of started, and I'm just thankful to be here today, um, thankful for family and friends as I look around at all the people, and, um, I just love you and I appreciate you this morning for being here and uh, listening to me this morning. So um, my scripture reading is going to come from 1 Corinthians, uh, or 2 Corinthians chapter 6, um, chapter 1, sorry. I'm a little nervous. I'm clapping for myself up here. So um, chapter 1, verse 6, and whether we be afflicted, it is for your Consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast knowing that as ye are partakers of the suffering, so shall ye be also in the consolation. For we would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. But we had a sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, which raiseth the dead, who delivered us from so great, so great a death, and doth deliver in whom we trust, that we will, uh, that He will deliver us. Yea. Also helping, ye also helping together by prayer for us, that for the gift bestowed upon us by the means of many persons, thanks may be given by many on our behalf. For our rejoicing is this, the testimony of our conscience, that in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, we have had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. If you'll bow your heads with me. Lord, I thank you for your word this morning. Lord, I ask you to move upon this congregation, God. Let us have an ear to hear the word of God. Lord, let it fall go on good ground and bring forth much fruit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I tell you, we're Pentecostal, so if you say amen, that's great. It'll just help me chug along here. But I tell you, today as I was... Uh, this week as I began to think about my time here at Centenary um, I started to think about my leaving Centenary and why I'm leaving and back in September of last year God began to deal with me about leaving and uh, I didn't really want to think about it Um, I thought you know I've got some years left in me and I was going to stick it out But as God started dealing with me and things started happening in the world, and uh, the world that we live in today has so much changed even since September. And um, I began to think about the word that I just read and what Paul was going through as he was writing to the Corinthians. And as he was writing to the Corinthians, he began to tell them of all the trouble that they had. And we live in a time today, in a society, in a world today where there is trouble everywhere we turn. When you turn on the news, we hear trouble. When we turn on the radio, we hear trouble. When we look at the newspaper, we see trouble. And Paul was preaching here and talking or writing a letter to the Corinthians, and he was saying, In all these things and all the trouble that we've had, he said, We were pressed out of measure. He said, Above strength, we despaired our own life. We thought we were going to die. But he said, I have this testimony, my conscience has this testimony. In other words, Paul was saying, I have retained my integrity in all the trouble that's going on. And today and when I look around and I see the trouble that, this, that we're in and all the things that are going on, I see a people that needs to rise up to the occasion that God has called us to. We are living in a time, if you're here, this, if you're here in this building this morning, you're here for such a time as this. We have been called to the kingdom of God for this time. We're not here this morning by accident. We're not still living in this world by accident, but God has called us. For this time and this season in our life So what does that mean to us Does that mean that uh, We need to trust in All the things of this world To get us through no it means just like Paul we're going to have to trust In God he said, he said I cannot trust in my own abilities You see today in the world that we live in We have been taught to trust In our own selves in our own abilities We can work and make a living And we can have things and we can do all these things But the truth of the matter is is. It's not going to matter in the end how much money you have in the bank. It's not going to matter what kind of car you drive. It's not going to matter what kind of house you live in, but what's going to matter is what we have done today for the kingdom of God. You see, we're not promised tomorrow. We're not. And as I was thinking about my time here at Centenary, I started thinking about all the things that I, the trouble I have had in my own life while I've been here. You know, in 2005, I lost my mother. Centenary held my hand. And this time that I've been here, surely my husband has lost four brothers and his mother. In 2011, I lost my sister to a drug overdose. All the trouble that I've had, at times I would try to lean on my own understanding, but I couldn't do it. Without God... I couldn't do it. I had to learn through all the things that I went through in life and and from the time that I was born even to now. There are things that are teaching me how to deal with today. You see, Paul was saying in the writings, here he was telling them that the Corinthians, he goes, I have been through so much. We, the church, have been through so much. But I learned through all these things that I have got to trust in God. I can't trust in my own thinkings and my own abilities, but I've got to trust in God. That's what Paul is writing to us here. Today. And as I begin to read it, you know, if Paul, the apostle, were standing here today, you know what he would say? Instead of, he, instead of saying perilous times shall come, he would say perilous times are here. If the Apostle Paul were standing here today, he would say perilous times are here. The word perilous means dangerous. We're living in dangerous times. And in our own selves, we would try to trust in our own thinking and how to get out of the situations that we're in, or how to do the things we need to do and get by. But you know, it's not good enough to get by. I want to do more than get by. That's why I have decided and prayed and and searched my own heart to God so that I could have a clear conscience with my testimony towards God. So I want to do more for Him. I don't want to just be one of those that flounder around in the same situation over and over, but I know that I've been called to much higher heights and deeper depths, just like each and every one of us are. Everybody in here, we're not called to flounder around, but we're called to get out. And today, God is calling us up to greatness. It's time you're here for such a time as this. You've been born into the kingdom of God for such a time as this. And what will we do with it? What are we going to do with it? You know, we were reading about Job, and he had a testimony. God testified of Job. Could you imagine when Satan comes and presents himself, and God looks at him and says, Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him. Could you imagine having God testify of you when he says, Have you considered Priscilla? There's none like her. She loves me. She trusts me. Her faith is in me. Job says, well, does he not trust you for a reason, God? I mean, you got a hedge about him. And, you know, I think sometimes in the world that we're living in today and all the things that are happening all around the world, I often wonder had God not had a hedge around the United States of America And maybe that hedge is dropping a little bit. And we're being put to the test. But what will we do? What will our conscience testify of us at the end of this life? Oh, Paul's conscience said he had this testimony that in the simplicity of God, he held his integrity. All the things that he did, all the things he went through in life, You know, I thought about all the people here this morning. I see, I know there's not, uh, the church is not full because of the pandemic. I know all these things, but I look around and and there's not a chair in the other building that I have not prayed over, Roxy, that God would do something for the person that sits in this chair, that He would comfort them. There's not a pew that's not been prayed over. And I began to think of all the times when God has allowed me to hold your hand, when you went through sorrow and grief and when you have uh, had joy, uh, when you've had children when your children have got married I have been able to minister to you in ways that other people may not be able to minister to you on the back side of the things when you know I, 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 you might not see me around but I've been here and the many nights when we've wait, uh, uh, been here to two or three o'clock in the morning, I've been able to minister to you uh, by having this church ready for you. And I began to think about all those things and I can rejoice in those things. Just like Paul said, he rejoiced in the fact that his conscience testified that he held his integrity. And I can thank God, I can my conscience will testify that I have held my integrity even when times when I felt like when I was laying on the ground at our church uh, laying and praying and seeking God and saying Lord I do not understand why you took my sister why did she have to die like this why and you know God said to me spoke to me and he said I'll turn it around for your good now I don't understand I didn't understand that but he did how because through that testimony through that I could have quit I could have quit. I could have said, I'm not going to church anymore. I could have said, I'm not going to do uh, the things that God has called me to do because God has let me down. But God never let me down. You know what he did? He, He presented me and he said, have you considered Priscilla today? And he allowed me to have the strength to go through it, even when I felt like I didn't have any strength. In times of trouble, we're going to have to learn in this time to trust in him. Quit trusting in your own abilities because they'll get you nowhere. I found that out really quick. I've tried. It didn't get me anywhere. A lot of you may not know this, but my husband and I, this coming October, the 19th will be married for 35 years. I'm 51. I got married when I was 16, and uh, I quit school, and I went back in 1995 after my daughter was born and got my GED. And people would look at you and think, you know, oh, great, great education. But See, God don't look at me that way. He looks at my heart. And He sees a willing vessel, willing to be used of God. And that's what I want to do. I want to be used of Him. And in this time that we're living in, God is wanting to use us all somehow. Come on, it, it may just be opening the door. It may just be shaking somebody's hand or elbow bumping, you know. But God wants to use each and every one of us. And what does that mean to us? I don't know about you, but I've got to have my conscience testify for me. Because one day, it's either going to testify for you or against you. What will your conscience testify for you? We're not promised tomorrow. We've got to live for today. What will I do today for the kingdom of God? Because that's what's going to matter. When all is said and done, that's all that's going to matter. At the foot of the cross, it's level ground. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how many accolades you've had in life. For me, I don't have a lot of accolades. When I was going to school, I was a good student. I was an honor student. I made good grades. But those accolades will not matter. And I'm not telling you to quit school and not do anything. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying... That everything that we do, you could ask me this question. How can a custodian minister to a body of people? Now, 18 years ago, some of you might have asked that question. But after 18 years, I think some of you have had that question answered. That I could minister to you by sometimes just being in an ear to hear what you had to say. Sometimes by silently at home praying for you, knowing the troubles that you're going through. Our conscience will testify for us or against us. I want my testimony, I want my conscience to testify for me that I have done all that I could do. Paul's testimony says, I fought a good fight, I've kept the faith henceforth there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me I don't know about you but that's pretty good testimony huh? that's a pretty good conscience his conscience testified of great things of Paul I may not ever have my name in bright lights and bold letters I may not ever you, some people may never know my name and that's okay but as long as Jesus knows who I am And my name has been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It doesn't matter who knows who I am. And it only matters what I do for Him in the kingdom of God when it comes to Him. How can I minister to you? How did I minister to you for 18 years? I don't know. It was accidental ministry. I never thought of it. When I first came here, it was a job. But see, I fell in love with the people here at Centenary. And I think some of you all fell in love with us. And through all the troubles and trials that we've been through from, from 18 years to now, I want my conscience to be clear. And I say that not lightly. Because for the last six months, it's really been hard to do what God is calling me to do, to move up a little bit higher and give centenary 100%. So I chose to move on and move up a little bit higher in God because it won't make any difference, church. The things of this life that we have, it's going to matter of what we've done for the kingdom. One of John West, my favorite things that John Wesley said was, do all the good you can by all the means you can in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, in all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. And you know, today, God is calling us up a little bit higher. We're here today, and trouble is in the land, and God is calling us to be the church. He's calling us to love those who don't agree with us. That's hard sometimes, ain't it? He's calling us to pray for those that despitefully use us. He said, how do you know you pass from death, to li- death into life? Is that because you love the brethren. But it's hard. When they rise up against us, it's hard. But you know God is calling us to be the church. He's calling us to love. He's calling us to pray. He's calling us to join together and work together in the kingdom of God i got a lot of notes here. I have not read any of them. I started to think about David being the little shepherd boy that he was. Saul was anointed to be king, but he was disobedient. And God took him out of the way and set up a little boy out in the shepherd's field. Tending his father's sheep. You see, the thing about David was, he loved to do what other people didn't want to do. He loved to take care of something that didn't belong to him. They were his daddy's sheep. They weren't his. And when God called him to be the king over Israel, he knew that that David would take care of his heritage. But David had a testimony that he had a heart like God. I don't know about you today, but I want that testimony that my heart was pursuing after God. That in everything that I did, I put him first. When I got up in the morning, I prayed and I asked God, Lord, lead me today. Let me be a mouthpiece for you. Let me pray for somebody. Lord, lay somebody on my heart that I might pray for them to help them get through their troubles and their trials. But today, we live in a society that is selfish. They're looking out for themselves. But God's got a people that's looking out for one another. He's got a people that loves one another and he's calling us to be the church. He's calling us to love like he loved. You see, there's times, it's been times in my life uh, that it's been, it has seems impossible for me to love somebody that's done me wrong or somebody that's mistreated my family or somebody that's done uh, uh, done uh, wrong things to my sisters or, 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 or the church, I get upset. But you know what I find out? I find out with God, if I trust Him, He will let me love them. He will help me to love them when nobody else could love them. I want to love the unlovable. You know why? Because the things that seem impossible with me, they're possible with God if I trust Him. And God's got a people that's conscience. It's going to rise up and it's going to testify for them that they fought the good fight and they've kept the faith and they'll have a crown of righteousness laid up for them. That's what I'm looking for, church. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to gain wealth and riches in this life, but I'm looking for the eternal economy because when I live this life, eternity is sure. And I want my conscience to testify for me. One of the last things I'd like to do for you As I'd like to serve you one more way. I'd like to give you a song today and tell you that after 18 years here at Centenary, it is one of the hardest decisions I've ever made to leave because I love you and I pray for you. I I don't weep because uh, I'm sad in a way that I feel like I'm losing anything because I feel like I'm gaining something. Because I can always come back here. the doors has always been open for me. And I love you enough to tell you the truth that we got a conscience. Uh, one writer, not in the Bible, but one writer said the conscience is a recorder of the things that we do. And there, it recorded Paul with an integrity. Job held his integrity. He said, though God slay me, yet will I trust him. He never trusted in his own abilities because no doubt when he lost everything that he had, his abilities would have failed him. He would have quit, but he didn't. And in the time we're living in, we can't quit now either. It's time to rise up for such a time as this and be the children of God God has called us to be. Amazing
1: grace will always be my song of praise. For it was grace that brought me liberty. I do not know just how we came to love. my faults and so my needs. I shall but Calvary's cross shines-
2: if you all will please stay standing for a moment. I hope you know what a gift Centenary has had for 18 years now. And uh, I hope we have a sense for the gift that Centenary is receiving after 18 years now. And I want to send Priscilla with a blessing, and I want us to bless Paul as he begins. Now, normally, I'd have everybody come and lay hands on them, but that's not a good idea right now. But what I would like you to do is extend your hands wherever you are, and I want to pray a blessing. Oh, God, thank you for Priscilla and her family. From the nights as they were setting up chairs, praying for the people who would be seated in them on Sunday morning, for the times when they were straightening up here in the sanctuary praying for those who would be seated in these pews, not even knowing their names. Thank you that those prayers have been answered. And we ask that you would pour out your spirit on Priscilla, that you would bless her and the ministry that she is pouring herself into. And God, we pray that you would give her confidence and courage and a conscience that is clear. God, we thank you for Paul and we ask that you pour out your spirit on him and we pray that in the days, the weeks, the months, the years ahead that together with the staff at the church and together with the people of this church that he would bless our congregation and that he would bless our community with his love for you. And so this mother and son, today we lift before your throne of mercy and grace. Bless them and keep them, make your face shine upon them, be gracious to them, lift up your countenance upon them and grant them that peace that passes all understanding through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now to all of you, may the Lord bless you as this week you go into the world making decisions that will give you a clear conscience or will challenge you. Go knowing that God is for you. And the God who is for you will give you the grace to do that which is good and right in His sight. Go in peace in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.